Welcome to the LV Magazine podcast. I'm Felicia Johnson, editor-in-chief of LV Magazine and co-host of LV Magazine podcast alongside Lester Green. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lester Green, a.k.a. The Connector, and I'm co-host of the LV Magazine podcast with Felicia Johnson. I'm an actor, producer, screenwriter, rapper, author, and host. My specialty is connecting people, and that's why they call me The Connector. And I'm excited to be here. I cannot wait for you to meet our guests. Well, listen, JB Sampson, welcome to the LV Magazine podcast with myself and, of course, Felicia Johnson. Please introduce the world to JB Sampson. Ah, thanks, man. Um, I am JB Sampson, singer, songwriter, rapper, producer, musician, whatever. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad to to be talking to y'all, man. Thank you guys for you know, one to chat with me. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh, of course. I, I appreciate the invite. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. So, JB. Yes, sir. Samson. Yep. I first got wind of you on the set of that show we were working on with Idris Pearson. I don't know if you remember. It was called Yeah, Sidelines. Yeah, the web series that he was uh, yeah. direct. Yeah. And I just remember you having such a great aura. Oh, and I you. knew, you know, you're very welcome. And I knew right away from that moment that this guy is somebody that the world needs to know. Well, do people sort of just gravitate towards your aura? Um, that's an interesting question. And my answer, I feel like, is probably, like, weird because... I I don't know if I necessarily get that reaction constantly or consistently. I think it depends on the people Uh, Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm very, I'm very weird when it comes to people. Like if, if I feel like you seem chill and your vibe seems right, then I'm usually good. But like depending on the, the social setting and whatnot, like had that been a completely different situation and I was around like a different group of people, I probably might have seemed very closed off. I probably might have seemed very like uh, I don't know. It's it depends. I think it's a it's a situa- it's a case by case sort of situation for me. But generally, if I'm around like more artistic people, that seems to be the consensus. I think that's what it is. Yeah. So let's fast forward. I heard one of your records is called "Be You." Yes, sir. And it's this. <laughs> whole idea about how important it is to just be yourself in the days of mental health. Mm. I feel like you are that rapper who can speak to that very subject, mental health. How important is mental health to you in your life and in your music? Uh, mental health is very important. Um, I've, I've never been like diagnosed with, you know, anything that a lot of people are diagnosed with and, you know, taxed with on their life, you know, like depression and anxiety and, you know, those sort of things. I've never been diagnosed with those, but I felt those things and I've experienced those things and I know that's what they are and I know that they don't feel good. Um, And I also over time started realizing like, hey, these things start taking a toll on you if you're not paying attention to, you know, 
how often you're doing certain things or allowing certain things to affect you. And if you're not making sure that you're taking time for yourself and to spend time with yourself and to focus on what you need. And, you know, it's the whole uh, airplane mask analogy, you know, like you can't take care of anybody else if you don't take care of yourself first. So Mm. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those things that for me, it's very important because, um, like I said, I, I know plenty of people who have dealt with it on way higher and much more difficult scales than what I personally have. But I also know that for me personally, my experiences with depression and anxiety have not been enjoyable. And I, I know that in order to be the, the person that I need to be for the people that need me. Uh, I got to make sure I take care of myself and, you know, spend time focusing on, you know, what it is that I need, you know, internally as well as externally and uh, making sure I spend time, you know, uh, just spend time focusing on what's most important and trying to find different ways to relieve stress. So that way I can, you know, be who I need to be for not only myself, but also those around me. Well, Thank well you. said. So I recently downloaded your new record, Stuck. Hey, thank you, man. Yeah, I love the record because, again, we've all been there. We've all yeah. felt stuck. How do you manage to pull yourself out of that rut whenever you're feeling down or you're feeling out or maybe you didn't get that job opportunity or maybe they didn't feature your music? What do you yeah. do? to get over that um i don't know man i just keep going <laughs> like, that's uh that's the the best answer i could probably give you because it's i don't think uh i don't think there's a set formula for a lot of things you know what i'm saying like life's not a drake song you know like <laughs> it's like you after a while it's like okay we we get it we know what you're doing we understand how it works and that's not really kind of how life is like every now and then you might start to feel like it but it's not but um i think for me it's just you know just keep going like something for whatever reason like something might remind me like hey uh can't really stop you know it's like i know it's you know it's tough i know it's frustrating i know it's you know uh might be it might seem a bit frustrating or whatever the case may be but whether it be not being featured on a blog or a playlist or not getting a certain job opportunity or you know feeling like everything's just going to crap you know struggling with finances whatever it's like at the end of the day uh i guess it's sort of the same thing that like allowed me to like not let depression crush me and you know like understanding you know when it comes to like suicide like i know a lot of people who have uh, struggled with suicidal tendencies and suicidal thoughts and stuff and the thing that kept me from that was like realizing you know if if you just it can't get better if you just stop you know like yes the you can you can make the pain and just everything stop you know but once it's over it's over you can't make it better you know if it's over so just reminding myself like hey can't get better if you don't keep going so just keep going and somehow i managed to do so absolutely can mm. you talk to us about the artwork for that single oh, stuff? you got stuck. the car i love that what, what inspired that it looks like the car is stuck <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad that it, that, that worked. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, I had actually made this song a while ago and just had to revisit it really because uh, I was, you know, found myself feeling in that place again and, uh, you know, re-recorded it and whatnot and fixed it up. But uh, when it came to the artwork, it was really just me going, oh, man, I'm trying to release this joint, like, really soon, and I still can't figure out what the heck the artwork's going to be. <laughs> and I think, like, the day before, uh, or maybe even, like, the the night of uh, when I was planning to upload it to DistroKid so it could be sent out and everything, uh, I was just scrambling, like just scrambling, trying to find something. And I was like, hey, this little car, you know, my, my, my little girl's little toy whip. Let me grab this and see if I can make it look like it's just like stuck somewhere. Cause like the whole song is sort of like built to, at least the first verse, it's built around this analogy of like being in a car and like just feeling like it's, you know, it, you can't get it to go anywhere basically. And so I was like, how do I take this, you know, miniature battery operated vehicle and make it look like it's struggling to move forward. And so mm. I took a bunch of pictures and then found the one I liked the most, manipulated it a little bit and, you know, threw a frame around it and threw the title. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what I came Yeah. And what about the intro of the song? Cause it sounds like you're struggling to find the right station before the song actually starts playing. Was that intentional? Yes. Uh, that actually has a lot to do with just like the overall vibe of the, the record um, for the uh, upcoming project that it's actually going to be on. Um, I'm actually releasing my next project, Overt Thoughts Part 2, Infinity Loop. Uh, it'll be coming out June 10th. And uh, yeah, it's basically like that whole staticky radio thing is really sort of just part of uh, how it flows into the record itself. Um, oh. So yeah, that was very intentional. But basically, like the the sort of overall point of that is just like uh, the the point of the song again is like you feel stuck and caught in that rut, and a lot of times because there's a lot of like noise and static going on in your mind, and uh, so that's you know partially what the you know flipping of radio station sound is sort of meant to represent. Mm, I love that you're very technical with everything that you do. There was a lyric in the song stuck that I wanted to ask you about. You said, or you rapped, I think my mom might need a pickup truck. Oh, uh, my, mind, my mind might need a pickup truck, yeah. Oh, my yeah. mind. I thought you said my mom. Okay, my mind might need a pickup truck. Yeah, I, I realized later that I probably didn't enunciate that well enough, but I think, oh, okay. uh, that, I think that was like also like subconsciously intentional too, just sort of like, you know, the the it almost sounds kind of slurry the way i said it yeah it sounds yeah okay yeah and so i think it was just like you know after a while like you're tired and your head's like yo i can't do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, it just comes out that way okay yeah so that's what it was but there have been situations where my mom needed to pick up drugs uh that's a great line so, thank you man that's yeah, it's, yeah it just it was really just saying like yo I don't know if I can like keep it together. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to move forward at this point. Like I'm too tired to try. That's basically what it is. Yeah, I sort of got a visual of a tow truck, and the yeah. tow truck 
lifting the car and dragging it and taking it to a safe destination. That's what I got from yeah truck needing a pickup truck. Yeah, if I uh, if I had the budget for it, I'd definitely like shoot a music video with just <laughs> me riding in my car being pulled by a tow truck. That'd be Whoa, that would be great. I love that. that like, if I had awesome. the budget for it, I'd totally do that. That's literally <laughs> the reason why I don't have a video for the song yet, because I just like I'm not really sure how to go about that just yet. But eventually, uh, I'm sure I'll figure it out. Oh, uh, so you got the butterfly effect apparel. Yes, How did sir. that come about? What made you want to create that? I noticed that a lot of artists are creating merchandise now. Is that something that influenced your decision or have you always wanted to just have your own apparel line? Um, so I always thought like the idea of having like your own clothing line was just super cool. Like I remember when Jay-Z came out with a uh, rack aware, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You had FUBU and just all the different crazy stuff that was out in like the nineties and early two thousands. That was really big. And so it was always like a cool idea, but like, I never really like think too much about it, I guess, for myself personally. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once I really started getting more into music and started slowly beginning to understand the business of it and realizing like, it's not just about making music. You're not only selling songs and that sort of thing. Like you're basically selling yourself. You have to find a way to brand yourself and that sort of thing, which I really don't, I personally still don't feel like I have that great of a grasp on, um, but I'm, I'm working on it. But anyway, the, I think somewhere in the midst of realizing how important that was and realizing that, you know, you're not really making money from streams. That's not really how, like, most people are not relying on streams to make, you know, their revenue um, and realizing that that's why people do a lot of touring. That's why they have different mm-hmm. you know, merch and whatnot that they sell at their shows and, you know, have little websites for so that way they can do that sort of thing. And I was like, well, I always thought it would be cool, you know? And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yo, it would actually be really dope to have clothing that sort of went in tandem with, you know, my music. Music. But also, mm-hmm. I wanted to do something bigger than just merch itself, you know? Um, <laughs> and I know, like, Tyler, the creator, he has, you know, his golf brand. And it started off as really just like, you know, Tyler, the creator, and odd future merch and then like slowly you know all of a sudden you've got this you know golf wang sort of entity (laughs) that they started and then that golf wang entity just became golf and then golf ended up turning into golf lafleur and like just seeing his trajectory like just not even with his not only his music career but just his entire career creatively Exactly. Yeah. His whole brand, like he's really just expanded so much beyond where we saw him 10, 11 years ago. And that just like just watching his career has inspired me a lot um, when it came to the idea of creating clothing to sort of go along with your music and your brand. And so I was like, you know what? It would actually really, really sick if like it wasn't just JB Sampson merch, because that does sound it feels kind of lame. So imagine having like that's just my personal opinion but like imagine being able to have something that like is connected to you but it's also its own thing Mm. and so that's why um yesterday when i announced that uh you know the my next project 
uh, Infinity Loop is going to be like up for it's up for pre order now. Um, when I announced it, I also announced that there is a whole section, and the first thing that you'll see on the Butterfly Effect Apparel website right now uh, is it'll say uh, new uh, OT2 Infinity merch from JB Samson, and so like the first page is nothing but shirts and different pieces that are intended to go in tandem with this upcoming record but then also the rest of the site is just its own thing it's just butterfly effect itself you know and so uh, i was really uh i'm really excited about that actually i'm really excited about just like people seeing the different pieces and you know hopefully finding something that they think is fly and adding it to their wardrobe and that sort of thing and then knowing that there's ways to represent the butterfly effect brand itself and also be able to shed some light on the upcoming project as well so absolutely a lot of people uh streams and views themselves don't really bring in the money so that's a, like some really good advice you have to like that's just like a marketing tool like yeah. when you put your music out there and you're getting people like the streams those numbers is just people that's aware of your brand that really doesn't bring in money but um, right. yeah definitely yeah. merchandise i mean it's, it's across the board it's not just musicians but even like social media influencers, mm -hmm. quote unquote, you know, air quotes. Right. But, uh, <laughs> if you're just like posting on social media, and you got a lot of followers that doesn't really equate the cash, but you can turn that into money by partnering with brands and stuff and like promoting their right. stuff. But exactly. Yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's a big thing. Like I've, I've got a couple of friends who uh, they're really just sort of like social media people mm -hmm. and like they'll charge, you know, people a certain amount of money you know, if they come to them like, hey, would you promote this for me? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, sure, for like however much money. And so like people will pay them to promote their stuff on their page. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they'll team up with different brands or different people and, you know, be like, yo, y'all should check this out. You should check that out and that sort of thing. And so it's, it's very much like you can make money off being a social media influencer. I mean, sure. that, the thought of that still low-key infuriates me in a way. But uh <laughs> you can you can make cash doing it it's just a matter of knowing i guess you know i mean obviously you got to have some sort of attractivity to you something's got to bring people to you but then at the same mm -hmm. time you also have something to sort of sell in a way you've got to have some sort of service to offer and generally that's basically your namesake being popular and people going mm -hmm. oh if if you say like if i say hey you should buy my stuff no one's going to listen but if you say that people should buy my stuff then they might actually do it so exactly the same way with like if you release music as a um as a musician mm -hmm. a lot of people are be like i'll listen to your music but i don't have to pay for it because i can stream it on this platform or i could download it exactly for free. but at the same time they're still a fan of yours but if you could put out something else that they can that you can merchandise with them they're like you know right. what? i like your music but i'm also going to get this shirt i'm going to get this sweatshirt i'm going to get this book bag that you put out or something exactly you know and that's that's the toughest thing like knowing that i mean it's hard enough to get people to listen to your music as it is i mean like mm -hmm. i think like one point something million songs are uploaded just across the board almost daily yeah. and so it's like when you got millions of people all trying to do and thinking they can do the same thing you know it's kind of tough to cipher through the noise and mm -hmm. so being one of those millions of people it's like all right how do i like manage to stand out when 
everyone else is basically trying to do the same thing that I am. And how do I show that I actually have something different to offer in a way that'll make people gravitate toward it. And a lot of times it's not always going to be the music that they go to first. Like I signed up for a band camp account and like still can't get nobody on that joint because obviously it's people can just stream stuff on Spotify or on Apple music or on SoundCloud or whatever. And so it's like, when you want to, it's, it's really about building that community. You know, it's like, you're not going to have like a whole bunch of people signing up to pay for something that they're kind of already paying for, but getting for free. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just about finding that happy medium, I guess. Yeah. You mentioned something very interesting on your Instagram page a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was powerful. You said something along the lines of, somebody followed you on Spotify and then that person unfollowed you. And then I commented and said, Hey bro, I just followed you on Spotify and you don't have to worry about me unfollowing you. Can you talk to us about the power of that and what that really means? Um, you know, what's interesting is the fact that like, I, I, I made that post more so as like a, you know, a way to joke about it because i just thought mm-hmm. it was weird <laughs> like it's not like it, i feel like spotify is not like instagram you know i yeah. feel like you know it's, and then instagram in itself is already weird like i have people do that to me on instagram all the time which I me think too i like, hate that what do you think if, yeah Talk if you don't that. genuinely like rock with what i'm doing don't follow me for me to follow you back and i already know <laughs> Like, that's why I intentionally don't follow people back for a certain amount of time when they follow me at first, unless I'm just, like, interested to see what they're doing, because, like, I just want to know if they're actually going to stick around. If they're not, it's like, peace out. Like, it's, it's just the dumbest thing. So, like, I to see agree. that happen on Spotify was just really weird, because I wasn't really, like, I didn't realize that was something that, like, really happened. Right, you know that's a thing. Yeah, you know, I was like, "Wow, people actually like be unfollowing (laughs) the people they follow on Spotify." That's weird, but uh, I saw that and was just like, "Yo, that's that's kind of crazy." But like, I think I low key was like starting to feel myself a little like, "Yo, this is kind of tight." And then I realized like, "Yo, there's no reason to feel that right now." Like, you have 55 followers. That is not saying a whole lot. Like. You yeah. still have a far, you got a long way to go. And so I think it was just, it was, uh, it was encouraging when I saw you respond and like, yo, I'm following you, bro. And you ain't got to worry about me leaving. Exactly. And so I, I definitely appreciated that. Um, and then funny enough, after that, like over the last, like probably three weeks, I went from 55 to 66 followers on Spotify. So that's cool. Oh, that's um, amazing. But I was right? just about to say 55 followers and one person unfollowed you. You still got 54 people that still like your music. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. And they and then the following week it shot up again by exactly. 10. Yeah. It was like yeah. I think I went uh it was like I got the uh, hitting 56 and then mm-hmm. the next day it went back down to 55 and I was just like that's <laughs> odd. <laughs> And then, you know, I made that post and just kind of joking about it. And then two weeks later, now I'm at 66, which is really cool. So thanks to whoever's listening and, you know, going from 18 monthly listeners to 36 in the last couple of weeks, that was cool. So uh, I definitely, I think my biggest thing is just like, I want people to know like, yo, if you're listening, if you're watching, if you're paying attention, if you're buying Mm -hmm. a shirt or a hat or a bag or whatever, like 
I appreciate it. Like that's my biggest thing right now. Just making sure the people that are paying attention know that I'm paying attention and that I truly appreciate it. Yeah, well said. Because mm-hmm. Felicia, we were talking about that. Remember, we were talking about how when you and your mother Laverne are trying to put people in your magazine. Sometimes these mm-hmm. people get caught up in thinking that, oh, I got all these followers, so they're going to just put me in the magazine. It don't matter. Yeah, <laughs> Some of these people aren't bringing it, right? You want to explain that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, to be honest with you, the numbers doesn't really mean a lot to us. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we're not the only people. There's probably like tons of other filmmakers, other uh, magazines that the numbers itself doesn't mean right. anything. But if you are bringing everything that we're requesting, you have like professional photos, you're coming to us and you're presenting us with a professional uh, appearance mm-hmm, with right. all your all your documents and stuff. You can right. have somebody with like 200 followers on Instagram, but you're starting making music. Your music sounds good. You have great photos. You're trying to actually make a name for yourself. Then right. Yeah, that's, that's better than somebody with like... 10,000 followers that just sends us one picture and two lines saying, can I be in your magazine? No. Yeah, that's like, weird. <laughs> that's <laughs> weird. I'm not going to lie. I don't even know if I like ever, I'm not going to say I would never, you know, just be like, hey, can I be in your magazine? You know, to uh-huh. like any publication. But like, I just, it, it seems, yeah. I feel like those are sort of things that you kind of have to be invited by, like invited into in order for it to actually matter. Well, it doesn't even have, we don't necessarily invite all the people that's in our magazine. A lot of times people come to us, but they come to us like fully prepared. Like we had celebrities in our magazine that we wouldn't even dare to ask, but they came to us with their oh, press wow. team. Yeah, they, what they like Jeff Dunham. I don't know if you know who that is. Yeah, yeah. With the, with the puppet. Yeah, his, his PR team like requested, can you guys do an interview with Jeff Dunham? And I was like, really of course cool. we can. That's so, actually I mean, really cool. Even um, Evan Alex, he's a young boy that played in Us. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah us. He was the little boy in, in the family. His family mm-hmm. and their PR team and the management team reached out to us to interview him and we put him on the cover. So it's just like just coming like fully prepared. We don't mind work with you, but you come in with a lot of followers and without any material and right, just say, right. I want to be in your magazine. Here's my Instagram. And it's just no, thank you. Like yeah, we're not trying to do re- <laughs> no, we're, we're trying to work smarter, not harder. Like exactly. why do you want to be why do you want to be in our magazine? Like what do you mm-hmm. have to offer? What do you what are you asking us to promote and showcase? Like what what is going on in your life? Like right. Yeah. Like I've I've always uh, that's a good way to put it too. Like obviously to some degree, you know, you're gonna have to, you know, different people are gonna have to ask different publications, like, hey, would you mind featuring us for whatever? Because um, it's like you, maybe you're not on that publication's radar, and it might behoove you to be like, "Hey, yeah. I was wondering if you could, you know, do this for us." And they're like, "Oh, you actually seem like you've got some things figured out." You know, we'd yeah. definitely be glad to, you know, put you out there, give you like a cover piece or like a, a mm-hmm. little, you know, a little slot in the magazine or something, and then it ends up working well for both of you guys. You know, like. That sort of thing. But I think just for, I've always looked at it as like a, I've always thought that you had to be invited into those sort of things for them to matter. But I would, I, I had, I had that same mindset. I would definitely ask because even before working with the magazine, I was a makeup artist and I mean, I still do makeup and stuff uh, for right. films, short films and fashion shows. But when I first was starting out, I 
they, I wanted to get like into an agency because agencies will book you faster with magazines. You don't have to do the right. work. Right. So I, I was trying to figure out how do I get signed with an agent? How do I get signed with an agent? And then one person, I, I forgot her name, but she told me that um, she was signed with the agency. And she was like, you know, the best way to do it is just contact these agencies and say, can I be on your apprentice list? I was like, agencies have an apprentice list? She was like, yeah, wow. they, they're not going to advertise it. But if mm-hmm. you are like a nail artist, like a, a nail technician, hairstylist, or makeup artist, they have an apprentice list where no. they already, where you can, like, if you ask to be on that list, they'll schedule stuff with their main uh, clients who, yeah. who are actually that they're signed with. So like the makeup artist stuff, but you oh. can be their assistant for that. So I got, yeah. I, I wrote an email to every, <laughs> every agency Mark. that I could find in New York City. And then a lot of them contact, some of them didn't contact me back. The lot was like, yeah, we'll put you on our list. And I got called to do like a lot of like high profile, like um, old, old magazine. Like I was wow. just the assistant. I didn't get any like credit for those um, features, but I was you probably set, met some people learning. in those rooms. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Passing out my business cards. I, yep. Yeah, I got a lot of connections made with that. That's so, I mean, really you gotta, tight. You just have to ask. I mean, a lot of people just think some of these things that you, people got to come to you for. But a lot of times you just right. have to step out there and just ask yourself. You never know. Exactly. That's a good point, too. And I, like I said, it's not that I just felt like you just can't or shouldn't. But mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, my, in my mind, it was it always seemed like, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, it's almost like a rite of passage, I guess. Yeah. Type of thing. It's like, it, it really means you're doing something if they come to you. And because I mean, I've, I've definitely reached out to like a couple people here and there for certain things. And it's kind of like, hmm, nah, oh! you know, <laughs> and it's got like, okay, so I'm not, I'm not doing enough. That's usually seems to be the general, that, that seemed to be the general consensus at that point in time when I was like trying to do that sort of thing. And so yeah. now I'm just at a point where it's like, not necessarily afraid to ask, but mm-hmm. I'm just trying to make sure I've got my ducks in a row, you know, yeah. so to speak, as much as possible in mm-hmm. the in my current state. So that way, the next time I do ask, or even if someone were to come to me, um, either way, I'd be in a position. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'd be ready. Be ready. So. You got to have uh, ask 100 questions to get that one yes. But. Exactly. Got to yeah, go through but- 99 no's to get to the one yes. Exactly. I just feel like in this day and age, you just got to go for it. Life is too short to hold back. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning that, especially with podcasting and asking people for interviews, you'd be surprised who would say yes and who would say no. It's usually the people mm-hmm. who you think would say no. Those people actually say yes. Like, yeah, sure, I'll do mm-hmm. it. That's actually really tight. So, J.B. Sampson, how can people stay in touch with you? How can they follow you on social media? Uh, social media, just JB Sampson is usually the easiest way to find me. Just JB S A M S O N. Uh, Instagram, it's JB Sampson. Uh, that music that is JB Sampson music that official. Uh, just because you know, playing JB Sampson music was taken from my previous account that got hacked. So, <laughs> oh. um, yeah, JB Sampson music that official on Instagram, and then just JB Sampson pretty much everywhere else. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok, uh, barely. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> barely alive yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> uh, I definitely need to try more with that one. 
But yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere. Just JB Sampson Music. And there is no P in my name. Um, that seems to be a common misconception. Like I've done stuff and been to different places and people will spell my name S-A-M-P-S-O-N. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that is not it. It's S-A-M-S-O-N. And both S's are capitalized in case anyone didn't notice that from the font that I used. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So J.B. Sampson pretty much everywhere, man. And uh, like I said, Overt Thoughts Part 2, Infinity Leap, coming out June 10th. Stuck is out now. All right. Well, listen, thank you so much, J.B. Sampson, for being here. Yes, thank you. Thank you, you guys. Thank you guys for having me. Um, uh, It's been fun talking to y'all, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, We appreciate you. Keep making great music. I will do my best. Trying to shoot my shot just like a musket. That's a bug shot. Watch out when I'm hunting. Could get a duck shot. Music got me gunning for my one shot. And what a life give me one or more is unimportant. Cause only God can argue with a So I'm my chip bussin'. Letting God lead. Cause I know that I can trust him. He ain't never been deceitful nor wrong about nothing. Bless, I got all the receipts to prove that this ain't all for nothing. Though it's been days in this recent season where I'm losing ideas that I think I'm needing. Running out of luck that I don't believe in. Think my mind might need a pickup truck. Man, I feel stuck. And I swear it sucks. Stuck in a I should go in Should I take the rabbit trail Down to the rabbit hole And hope that when I fall in I make it safely in the wonderland Chop it up with Alice In the land down under like What a crack Even Steve Irwin wouldn't have caught this The world's most generous investor Probably wouldn't have bought this But dope ideas don't always Start a great initially The proofs and the power Of what they can become Potentially so Man, I feel stuck. Yeah, yeah. 
Thank you for being here on the LV Magazine podcast with Felicia Johnson and Lester Green. Please visit our website at www.lvmagazinepodcast.com. Ciao.